0: DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80, The Zone. We are joined now by Utah State basketball coach Craig Smith. Coach, good morning.
1: Good morning, DJ. How are things?
0: Things are good. Probably not as good as they are in the Aggie basketball coach's office, 10-1. and 1. You know, you've kind of been missing a key player well, yeah. early in the year. Did you expect 10-1? and 1?
1: Uh, I, really know, I didn't really know what to expect, except for my voice to be hoarse. Uh, uh, you know, just kind of went into the season with, a, with an open mind. Obviously, very high expectations um, for us this year, and that's a great thing. Um, but with Kada, you know, with his knee injury, we weren't sure exactly uh, what his timetable was going to be, when he was going to be back. And obviously, there's just so many things that go into it with the doctor giving clearance and your athletic trainer. And not only those two pieces, then k up being mentally ready to go, uh, and obviously physically. So, uh, obviously, we're excited where we're at. Um, uh, we play pretty good basketball, and, and we got a tough swing coming up here with our next three games in particular. And um, starting with BYU, who's playing uh, as good as basketball as anybody in the country right now.
2: So, you mentioned that BYU game. Obviously, that's going to be at the Jazz home floor on Saturday evening. I think 6 o'clock is the start time. Looking forward to that game. What's the status of your big man going forward?
1: Uh, It's really day by day. You know, he didn't play last night, and he could have. Um, So, you know, we expect him to be out there ready to roll. But at the same time, it's just a day-by-day process with him. Obviously, he just got clearance to play his first game uh, on last Saturday against Fresno State uh, on a limited basis. And so, um, you know, the next day he didn't have any swelling and everything looked good. So that was a great sign for us. So we're just taking things day by day with him. That's not cliché. That's just where he's at uh, with his process uh, on the way back to being full strength.
0: So you got BYU coming up this weekend. Obviously, they've had the coaching change, and I wonder what you see that they're doing differently. I think anybody who watches a little bit sees, wow, defensively, this is uh, much better than Nevada, to 42 points for a team that often was giving up 75 or 80 points. That's uh, that's surprising, right there. What else have you seen?
1: Well, they just have a little bit of a different style of play. Obviously, we're—I mean, even though we're relatively new. You know, to this whole thing, uh, we did play Utah Valley last year, and we played BYU last year. So, um, you know, Coach Pope has done a great job. They have a great coaching staff. They're very well coached. Uh, obviously, Coach Rose is the same way, just different styles. And so, uh, but they're very, very good. You know, they they were they were very good last year, and they have returned everybody, and they add a guy like Jake Toulson, and Joey Childs comes back after declaring from the from the NBA draft. So. They have it all. They're defending at a very high level. Um, they have great chemistry and camaraderie. You can tell those guys have been playing together for a while. Um, and and they can really score in a lot of different ways. When you have a a, a, legit, a legitimate NBA player and the only child that can score in so many different ways and just brings them so much versatility because he can score it inside, he can shoot the three, he can handle, he can pass. And when you have a five-man that can do that, but he has the versatility also to slide over and play some four, that really sets up your team. And then Jake Toulson, of course, transfers in, you know, from Utah Valley, and Kansas offered him, and my understanding is Duke offered him, and da-da-da-da-da. And, and, of course, we played him last year, and we know how good he is. And TJ Haas is very good, and they got the transfer from Arizona, so. You know, they're very balanced. They're playing, nine, they're playing eight guys, 19 or more minutes a game. Um, uh, and they have four guys that are averaging over 10 points a game. And they're shooting 41% from the three as a team. So there's a lot to be said for that. They have great momentum right now. And we're going to have to play very, very good basketball to have a chance to win that game.
2: I view the Aggies this year in the Mountain West as Nevada was last year, coming in off a very successful season the prior year and have a lot of hype. And going forward, I can argue very easily that every team you play for the rest of the season. If they beat you, it's going to be their best win of the season. And they're so the point being, they're going to come into these games really amped up to play you guys. You're going to catch nobody by surprise anymore. What's it like in terms of having that mental preparation, knowing that going forward, even at the rest of the non-conference, and then you got you've already played some, but then as you get into the heart of the conference season, you're going to be everybody's p- opponent that they're marking.
1: Yeah, certainly, especially you know early we were ranked in the top 25, and you have all that stuff, and we've taken you know it's, it's interesting because going into games you see teams play this way, that way, the other way, and then they come and play us, and we're there, and we're getting a lot of people's best shots. There's no doubt about it, but that's just part of the deal, and we have to embrace that. That's part of um, part of that deal, and so you got to be ready to go every night. I think that's one of the things I'm most proud of with our team and our program is, is we come in, we play hard, we play unselfish, we play disciplined, but yet at the same time, I think we have a really exciting brand of basketball. Uh, we love to get up and down the floor. We really share the ball, uh, and we play connected. And so, uh, I think it's exciting for our fans and it's been a little bit of a learning curve, although, you know, last year we did finish. Uh, winning 17 of our last 19 games, and one of those losses was in the NCAA tournament. And so, you know, on the back half, I think we learned how to handle success and understood how you need to show up every day. And at that point, we weren't really sneaking up on everybody. But it is a little bit different this year. There's no doubt. And on top of that, guys, we've just had kind of a... been a bit, a bit of a bizarre year. You know, Kata is out and you're trying to manage that whole thing. And then uh, the guy that was our starting center, Kuba Karwalski, goes down with an, you know, has to have an appendectomy. Uh, You know, he's a 7'3, really a big time rim protector, moves really well. And so he's out three to six weeks. And so now all of a sudden we're down to our our quote unquote third string center, who's a a redshirt freshman. And, and and we've just been managing a lot of different injuries and ailments. And that's part of the deal, that every team goes through that. Uh, and we're in the thick of it right now. So our guys have done a great job adjusting to being thrown in different positions that maybe we weren't anticipating at the start of the year.
0: Well, if it really gets tough at center, i just throw Sam Merrill in there because it seems like he does everything else. Yeah, well, I mean, why not?
1: Well, we did. We actually did do that a little bit. We threw him in the post a few (laughs) – we've thrown him in the post a few times. I'm like, why not? Like, usually good things happen when he gets the ball. So he was working on his little baby jump hook and uh, dropping dimes out of the post, which was unique to see.
2: But then you look at a guy like Justin Bean, a man, a double-double, almost 15. The the number that jumps out at me and 15 points is nice. But the 12 boards a game, how important has he been – for you guys, in the absence of the big guys that you just spoke about,
1: oh, he's been uh, he, he's been phenomenal, and and you know the other night against Fresno, he played 45 minutes, played every second of the game, um, and you don't necessarily plan on that going into the game. It's just kind of how it works out. But you know that guy. I told some people the other day he's a cross of, you remember the wrestler, the ultimate warrior. You know, he had the crazy hair, the makeup on his face. You know, he had those straps around his biceps. Like he's kind of a cross of the ultimate warrior and Dick Butkus. Like he's just everywhere. And, um, he, he's just the ultimate Gator guy, uh, incredible competitor. And he has a nose for the ball and having a nose for the ball. It's like being a great middle linebacker, right? That guy just finds the ball and tackles it. And, and he's an elite, elite rebounder, uh, excellent defender and his offensive game has really um taken off to a whole nother level. And so you could see flashes of that last year with Justin. Um, certainly down the stretch he was playing a ton of minutes. He was on the floor uh in the Mountain West Conference Championship game down the stretch of the game and at the end of the game. And so he embraces what you know, Utah State basketball is and he's a great teammate, and our guys just love playing for him, and he's been huge for our program, certainly at the end of last year and, and obviously this year.
0: You know, the three-point shot has, been a, uh, has just been taken over basketball, certainly the last five years, probably trending that way for longer than that, but the last five it's been incredibly noticeable with what the Warriors have done. And everything gets copied. Kids see pro games on TV. You're shooting 23s a game. Is that a number you like? Would you like more than that, less than that?
1: Uh, it just depends. I don't, you know, I'm probably different than most coaches where they kind of have a certain way they want to do it. And I just, to me, it just kind of depends on what the game gives you, you know? And, and we like to say our style of play is the winning style. So if that means you, you win 90 to 87, or you have to win 64 to 57, you know, you got to be able to win a lot of different ways. Certainly we want to be able to shoot the three and shoot it at a high clip. Um, but at the same time, if teams are taking that away and we can get to the rim and get fouled, right, or or shoot layups all night, you know, we'll take that. So, um, you know, we we dictate our personality a certain way. So so we have multidimensional guys. Most guys on our team can step out and shoot it and, and shoot it pretty well, but if they're going to overplay that, we'll take what they give us that way. So it just kind of depends on the game. Uh, and what there's, You know, Brock Miller last night shot 19 threes by himself, and so, uh, which is a school record. But that's what they were giving us. So, you know, he's wide open. We're taking those shots, obviously. So it just kind of depends on what we're giving that, uh, against that given opponent.
2: So Sam Merrill does a lot of different things for you. We've already discussed that. The thing that I like about him, and I want to get your comment on it, is his toughness. Because I see him as just a tough-minded player.
1: Oh, he is. He, he is. We could talk for an hour on Sam Merrill, uh, and, and he's got all the great shooter, and it, as, good as great as a shooter he is, he's an even better passer and, and playmaker and just makes the right decision every time. And uh, But that is what's sneaky about him. He is super, super competitive, absolutely can't stand losing. And uh, I remember getting hired here. Obviously, anytime you're new, Somewhere there's always going to be transition, and we had four or five guys leave our program. And, and I met with Sam the first day, of course, and met with his family, uh, I think, that next day. And because, uh, you know, the, the, there was a lot of people trying to get, trying to get him to transfer. But, you know, he grew up an Aggie fan. There's a lineage here with him, and he wanted nothing more than to bring the Spectrum magic back. And, and, and get Utah State back on the national scene. And all that dude cares about is winning. That's all he cares about. And, and nothing else matters to him. And so how many times do you see he's the most unselfish, quote-unquote, star that I've ever coached? And I've been around some really good players. And, and he, just, he just always wants what's best for the program. There's a lot of guys – you know, he's averaging about 20 a game, just under that this year. But last year in league play, it was over 20 a game, right around five assists a game. And yet every night out, he wanted to guard the other team's best perimeter players. And nowadays there's not a ton of guys that are, want to do that. And I just think that speaks volumes as to where he's at and um, and just his mentality. And with Sam, whether it's this year or five years from now or ten years from now, nothing will surprise me as to what he accomplishes, whether it's in basketball or the game of life, because he's so smart and so competitive, and he won't accept anything less than
0: the best. Craig Smith, Utah State basketball coach, joining us here on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. you got a half dozen international guys on your roster. Some of them came through uh, community colleges here in the U.S., some did not. How do you find players from Canada to Australia to Portugal to Poland to Suriname? How does that work <laughs> while you're coaching a team and recruiting across the U.S. and then trying to track all these guys, too?
1: Well, uh, a couple of those guys were here before we got here. Obviously, Namias Keita is from Portugal. Diogo Brito is from Portugal. I think we have two of the three uh, Portuguese players playing Division One basketball. Diogo was recruited by the previous staff, as was Roche. Um, Finding Mimi, we caught a break. Obviously, he was being recruited by other schools, but they kind of passed on him. And we were fortunate enough to get him. And I think it helped that Diogo was here just from, you know, there's some familiarity, uh, but they both speak Portuguese. Who knows what they say sometimes uh, under their breath. Um, Obviously, we got a guy from Australia, and Poland, so on and so forth, and we have to have a great staff. We've done a good job, I think, of, of of looking under rocks, so to speak, and building good connections and building a great name. I think that's part of it too. Is is when you travel halfway across the world, wherever you're coming from, you better have a good reputation as a coaching staff of developing players and recruiting great kids and understanding we'll take, you know, we have their best interests in mind, and. and Utah State's a great place that way, right? Where we open, uh, people with open arms and, and take good care of them. So, uh, fortunately for us, it's, it's made a very much of a positive impact for us. And I think in an underlying, in a, in a different sort of way, I think it's really helped our, our chemistry. We have tremendous chemistry in our program. And when you have a, a group of 15 young men from all over the world and all over the United States, um, and and then a bunch, you know, about five six Utah kids, and you blend them together. I think it's amazing how you can really accept everybody for who they are and what they're about. And I think that really helps with your team chemistry.
2: As I look at BYU, I think the big advantage that they have this year is they got a bunch of seniors. The last few years, they just haven't had any seniors—guys leaving for overseas, guys transferring, whatever the case may be. And this year, they pretty much everybody they run out has experience if not been in the program for years how much more difficult does that make that to play them when they have all this experience
1: Yeah it's a veteran group I mean when you the only real new you know you got the the Arizona transfer who's got a new lease on life you know and Jake Toulson is is obviously new to the BYU program but he's a veteran in their system of play having played for coach Pope at Utah Valley and so uh, it appear, you know that it's hard to replace that experience. Those guys have been there, they've done that. They're playing with an edge. Obviously, it's a very determined group, and they have a bunch of you know uh, they're similar to us in that they have a lot of high IQ guys that really understand the game and they and they know how to play. And and when you look at their roster and the way they're built, it, it just makes sense, right? This guy does this, and that guy does that, and this guy does that and all of their strengths come together to really gel for the best of the team. And, and, and I think we have that, too. We're not as experienced as those guys overall, but there are some similarities in terms of both programs. and um, Just been very, very impressed. And, and I got a lot more film to watch on BYU, but uh, been very, very impressed from what I've seen from them so far.
0: Aggie basketball coach Craig Smith joining us here on The Zone. You know, the NCAA tournament, uh, they – switching up how they do things, RPI is out, and what quad is a team in and all that. Obviously, the number of at-large bids for the non-Power 5 leagues has been shrinking here over the last few years. Do you think you built the schedule to get an at-large bid if you don't get the automatic bid?
1: Uh, yeah, if we do well, but you got to win. <laughs> uh, you know, you got to take care of business. There's no doubt that our schedule this year is tougher than last year, and we had one of the best schedules in the country last year. Um, you put the schedule together um, with that thought process in mind, right? And to prepare you for conference play. And so um, when you looked on the preseason stuff, you know, Florida was ranked top five in the country or at least top 10 early on LSU, top 15 in the country, St. Mary's top 25 in the countries. And BYU is, is really, really good. And, but you don't exactly have a crystal ball as to do, Who's going to do what? Right. Um, South Florida is ranked in the top 40 in uh, preseason. Uh, and so there's a lot of things that go into it. But at the end of the day, you can schedule super tough. But if you don't win, you're not getting in. You know, last year we, we beat UC Irvine on the road um, pretty handily. And that ended up being a quad one win for us because it was a road win against the top 70 net um, opponents. So there's a lot, of, a lot of things that go into that deal. But at the end of the day, like, you have to win games. And, and fortunately for us, so far, we've been able to do that.
2: So who do you think has more hair, coach, you or TJ Halls?
1: Uh, TJ, clearly. I mean, it's just harder to tell because his is so blonde and mine's brown. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's funny. We get a lot of, obviously, I'm very falsely challenged, and I had no shot, guys. Like, my dad was bald. My dad's two brothers were bald. My mom's three brothers were bald. My mom's dad was bald. Like, it's just one of those things. I'm the oldest of five boys. All five of us are bald. Like, it's just, I feel so sorry for my kids. They're screwed. But uh, uh, although my wife's side of the family is okay that way. um, But, you know, our staff, we, we get a lot of grief. I know they did a big promotion for our Fresno game where they were giving away those, I don't know what you call those things, but, like, basically rubber things you put on your head so you look bald but um our staff is kind of follically challenged and our sports information director is and it just seems like you go of course scotty g um, <laughs> has some struggles that way as well so it's kind of like everywhere you look around utah state we got we got a lot of bald guys so uh it makes it for fun and gives it uh we can rib each other at a good clip
0: bald no it's he-
1: beautiful though boys. Bald
2: is beautiful <laughs> that's what oh, i hear remember that
0: Uh. All right. No hair, but already 10 wins. So, you know, you're not going to trade those away for hair. You can just make all the jokes you want and keep winning. We'll take take the Ws. Take the Ws. We'll take the Ws. Coach, we appreciate a few minutes. Thanks for joining us, and we'll check out the game Saturday.
1: All right. Hey, thanks for having me on, fellas. Have a great day. Go Aggies.
0: Craig Smith, Aggie basketball coach, Aggies and Cougars, Saturday at 6 o'clock after uh, Utah and Weber State, the early game on the Pac-12 network, and both those games at the Vivint Smart Home Arena.